quickly can you go with me to john chapter 15 i want to start the series abide tonight i want to start a new message series which you entitled abide i believe this message series is one of the most important message series you'll hear all year because if you and i are going to thrive this is the most important concept you have to understand in your life. John chapter 15 verses 1 through 6 or 1 through 8 I believe. No, yeah, 1 through 6. What what you got Daniel? All right, 1 through 8. Thank you. I am the I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you are already clean because of the word which i have spoken to you verse 4 says abide in me and i in you the branch cannot bear fruit it's of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you neither can you unless you abide in me Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Nothing. That means you cannot thrive outside of God. You cannot thrive. Verse 6 says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is, is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Verse eight says, by this father, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Tonight, I'm gonna to say a lot of things that you just have to catch. I don't have points uh, as much as I want. Uh, the by definition is probably right after this verse. And so abide means this, it means to remain. It means to dwell, stay. Here's what I'm telling you tonight. For the next few weeks, we'll be in this chapter of John. Start out there and then we'll go various different places. Here's the thing that you have to understand. Jesus, use this metaphorically and symbolically and the Jews knew exactly what he was talking about because oftentimes the vine is associated with the Messiah that they were expecting and have been expecting since the prophets so normally what you see uh, with the menorah all of that tends to this because Jesus being the vine he is saying to them that he is the Messiah. They don't want to believe that because it's not came in the form of what they expected. But Jesus is divine. And here's this is that the father is divine dresser. That means he takes care of what's on the branch. So if he takes care of what comes, uh, if he takes care of what's on the branch, and the branches are then connected to the source of which he used to provide 
what it needs for the branch. If you are not ex receiving uh, the provision that he made available through his son, which is divine, then you are not going to bear much fruit. Because God, being the vine dresser, has made it so that the way he takes away and does what he does with the branches is through the son. <laughs> so no matter what, you have to go through the son. So a lot of people who profess Christ and then you realize that, wait a second, then they stop believing. They start believing in Buddha and Hinduism and they start going to other stuff like what, what, what happened? That's because they were never really of us in the first place. Because, listen, the Christian life is about perseverance. In the book of Revelations, chapter two, you begin to realize he begins to say at the very end of Jesus after the end uh, uh, that Jesus addresses the seven churches. If you read in Revelation chapter two, I encourage you at the end of his either rebuke or praise of them. He follows he follows that statement up with to those who overcome. And he makes a promise to them that you shall eat at the treat uh, that you shall have, uh, uh, that you'll eat at the table or you'll be there at the table. He makes seven different promises to them, to those who overcome. So not everybody who professes Christ is, are really overcomers. Because what happens is when life really starts to hit, you see who really is of Christ and who is not. And the idea, the idea here is not that, the idea, listen to me, is not that you can lose your salvation. Are you hearing me? You cannot lose your salvation. The reality is, is that once you have genuinely professed Christ and it's something that has been made up, not with just your mouth, but has been resonated here in your heart is that's when you now have became an extension of divine. Are you hearing me tonight? What I'm trying to teach us is this, is that we have to remain in Christ because he is the provision on which the vine dressing, the vine dresser, the father has made available to us a part of his eternal plan for our lives. And here's the deal. I'm sensing in my spirit that a lot of us are becoming frustrated of what we, where we thought that we'll be at in life is starting to turn out not to be in the direction that you hope for. I'm sensing in the room that we are starting to get to a place of, of frustration, whereas though that we do not want to remain in Christ or to abide in him. And when we get to that point, what begins to happen is, is that we start drifting into other things, therefore creating problems for ourselves. Therefore, you begin to put your hands on, un oh my goodness, unbeneficial junk that does not bear any type of fruit. What I'm trying to get us to understand tonight is this, is that when you, what it means to abide in Christ, it means to walk in connection with him. And what begins to happen is, is that we begin to disconnect ourselves because we feel in our spirit that we should be doing this, that we should be doing that. And we get frustrated because of what you originally intended is not really what God intends.
And so there's a wrestle. And so with that wrestle, we go in a spirit of rebellion. Here's what I'm telling you. If you are a son and daughter of God, you should not be living as a bastard child. What am I telling you? What I'm telling you is, is that you need to stop acting like you are orphan because you are not an orphan. Just because you don't like your father's rules and his expectations for your life. What I'm telling you is, is that you have to get into a place if you are going to thrive and really see, oh my God, help me in this room, and really see the fruit that comes along. What is the fruit? The fruit is not the material things of life. It is the nature of Christ that you begin to develop in. And that's what means to bear fruit. He, everybody talking about fruit far as material. No, the material stuff is, guess what? Here, here, watch this. Oh my God. The, the material stuff is just the benefit of the Christ-like nature. The real fruit that you will produce is ones of the fruit of the spirit. And the fruit of the spirit is and, and, and that nature being within you and resonated in you and you become to develop in that is far greater than any material possession that you can have. Are you following me? And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that so many people want to disconnect themselves because of where they think they need to be and start begin and start becoming an orphan and live as an orphan. Because they don't want to be submissive to the father and to the son. So let me break away from where my provision is coming from. And let me try to see where else I can get what I'm looking for. You want to know why people don't like to abide is because they're not content in God. Nor are they content with God. Why do people step outside of their marriage? Because they're not content with their spouse. They're not content in the relationship or with it. So then I step out of it to find something that I already have. Are you hearing me? Why do people, why do people step out of doing certain things? It's because they're not content in what they are doing. So by not being content in what they're doing, then guess what? Let me search and do something else. And what happens is they begin to step out of alignment where God has for them when all they had to do is just persevere where they were and be patient. But because you weren't, you stepped out of the alignment that God had for you and then you begin to do something else and then you set yourself back. Oh my God, you set yourself back because you were not abiding with God. And a lot of the friction is because we do not like the pace in which God has us on. Are you hearing me? 
The reality is, is that this is a, the first thing about abiding, abiding, excuse me, in Christ is that you have to remain in connection. Do not disconnect yourself, but connect yourself. And here's the deal. A lot of times we allow sin, a sin that we still mess with in our lives to then disconnect us from God and disconnect us from the people of God, disconnect us from people who can keep us in, uh, uh, people who is accountable to us and different things like that because we don't want to deal. We don't want to hear because, because hearing from them is pretty much hearing the voice of God. And then you get, oh my God, you feel this sense of conviction that you deal with because you ain't trying to hear that no way and because guess what you have to disconnect yourself and you became a rebellious child when Romans tells us in Romans chapter 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God the only thing that can separate you from the love of God is yourself but even yourself can't separate you from the love of God because he still loves you anyway Jesus are you seeing this tonight is this text becoming alive to you Here's what I'm telling you tonight is that number one, you have to understand that the Christian life is about being connected with the father. It is staying in connection with him. This is a relationship in a relationship with a person. You don't step out because you don't like or you have a disagreement or you have an argument. You don't step out of a relationship just because you don't always come in agreement. No, you begin to work it out. No, my goodness. And most of the time when we get in arguments, it's because of our own will and our own thing and think oh my god help me in because of your own pride and guess what your pride is the killer of you and your arrogance is the killer of you and that's why you don't stay in alignment with god and you always with contention with him and then you try to call god the devil be saying oh the devil's attacking me no he's not that's the reality Most of the time it's not the devil, it is yourself. We, give, we let the enemy believe that he can be all over the place. No, he cannot. Most of the times you allow yourself to get to there, to get to that point, and then you disconnect yourself. Here's the other thing. Abiding in Christ is not only about connection, but it's also about consistent dependence. There is no such thing in this Christian walk about being independent. Hear me clearly. In this Christian walk, the gospel promotes growth. All right? It promotes spiritual growth because as Paul said, that those, and he said it in Corinthians, that those, you know, who only, they can't take the, the real revelation of the word if they're still on the milk. Still on the elementary things, right? So, watch this. While the Christian walk promotes spiritual growth and development, it's always dependent and reliant on someone and that's Christ you always have to depend on Christ 
But the scripture never also, guess what? Not only on Christ, but your dependence, it should be on him alone. But again, your, this Christian walk does not promote independence. In the sense of when he says, now the two greatest commandments, love the Lord God with all your heart. And what else is there? Love your neighbor as yourself. So the scripture is always promoting unity. It's always promoting fellowship. Are you hearing me tonight? So while looking at a message online is great, you cannot depend on that because you're still... You're still lacking the fellowship because it is iron that sharpens iron. God, and if you're not abiding amongst, oh my God, and if you're not abiding amongst the, the, oh my God, true fellowship of like-minded spirits, then how in the world are you going to grow in him? Because the reality and the thought process of the kingdom is that we are disciples that make disciples. And the reason why God is pushing you and stretching you out of your comfort zone is it's not for you, but it's for the disciples that will come and follow you. Here's what I'm telling you. You are not only somebody, pastors are not only people who have following, the parishioners also have following too, and you have a sphere of influence. Count the number of people on your hand depends on your wisdom, depends on your knowledge to help them through situations. Are you seeing that? You are surprised of the people who watches you, follows you. Instagram is your disciples right there. Your Instagram followers, your Facebook friends are your disciples right there. What are you doing? What are you portraying on those different platforms? Because the reality is, is that they're starting to form their opinion and form their evaluation of what you profess. Okay, if you do that, but what you still, okay, I don't understand that. Because here's the reality is, is that you have to abide in Christ because it's a total dependence on God. There's not like you get to a place where you graduate in God that you no longer need him. No, that's why, oh my God, that's why Paul prayed three times that a thorn would be removed from him. Because after that, oh my God, after Paul saw what he saw in heaven, he would have been able to get arrogant. He would have been able to think that he was above everybody else. But sometimes God will keep a thorn in your flesh to make you realize and to help you understand that you still need me. I don't care how successful you get I don't care how far you go in your life You need God in order for him to sustain you in that place You need God to keep you in that place You need God to keep your mind sane When you got more things and more people that you have to control More money that you gotta control And if you're not abiding in Christ You will be like the prodigal son And take the material things And then squander it Because you chose not to abide in him he says he says every branch in me does not bear fruit he takes away in other words those branches were never of him here's the deal some branches 
that are not of him got to be taken away in order for the real fruit to produce. Here, oh no, excuse me, in order for the real fruit to show. I'm about to show you sometimes these phony people who stand up in these desks have to be exposed for who they really are in order for that to fall. Oh my God, help me in this room. In order for those fake, those good for, oh my God, help me in this room tonight. People who are giving Christianity a bad name so them jokers can get the heck out of there and come to the reality that there's real people who come about serving God. And I decree and declare ain't gonna be no scandal hit TCF. I I don't care what comes your way, you'll be out of here in a second because we don't need anybody contaminated. And so he has to take them away because these branches don't want to depend on God. Get them out of there. Because what happens is, is that people's view of Christianity, oh my God, is being contaminated because of folks who are supposed to, oh my God, supposed to be in tune with God, are coming into shortfalls, and your sin will find you out. Here, here it is, especially here it is when you're not being honest. If you don't come into a repentance, God will allow you to come to repentance. But if you don't repent and you want to blame it on the devil and you want to blame it on everybody else besides yourself, you, your flesh was craving, your flesh was lusting. Guess what? It happens to people. But guess what? If you repent of your sin and be straight up honest, that's what the world has a problem with is that you don't come into the honest truth. Who do you think people are? They're not fools. They talk about people taking churches Monday. Their people have done that. And they haven't been honest. I'm trying to tell y'all, if you're going to, if we are going to go far, we have to remain in him. Just because we get this place packed out finally does not mean that you stop relying on the God who brought the people there. Just because you get that wife, just because you get that husband, don't just because you get that final job that you've been wanting, just because you get that promotion does not mean that you can stop in, oh my God, your pursuit of God, and it does not mean that you can stop you depending on him. I'm coming to a close. First John chapter two. First John chapter two. Verse five through six, it says, but whoever keeps his word, truly love, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this, we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also walk just as he walked. So the dependence on God is key so that you and I can walk like God. Here it is. He who says he abides, he who says he remains in him, ought himself also walk just as he walked. Jesus, who wants in this life to walk and never lacking anything? Never lacking anything. Here's the deal. People walk, walks, for validation, 
for acceptance. Jesus was never trying to be, force his acceptance. Jesus was not looking for the Jews to validate him. He was looking for them just to have their, to pray that their eyes would be open. Actually, matter of fact, Jesus mourned for them. How do I know this? Because he said, he looked and said, they, they, if they only they knew their hour of visitation was here. He mourned because they, he knew that they would miss the Messiah. And the reality is there's a lot of Jews who's still going to miss the second coming and still won't believe it. Are you hearing me? I don't know about you, but I can have the stuff. But stuff. Here's what I'm saying. Can I drop this on you real quick? This is prophetic. This is this is something that's going to really challenge your life. Most of the times when we teach about success, we teach about success and the measure of success by the things you have. In the American culture, in the Western culture, we teach stuff is what validates now your success. In the 21st century church, we preach the numbers is what validates you now as a church. And we preach all of this stuff. And, 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 and yes, that's a measure of a type of success. But is that really success? No. Because if we teach that having is with success, then you'll never have enough of it. How does success then become a drug? Success becomes a drug. It's because you feel as though even at your highest of heights, you still haven't accomplished Because you still feel like you have to go after and get more. Real success, according to the kingdom teaching, is in becoming, not in having. It is in being. It is in being. It is something I beco I'm becoming, not having. How do I know this? He who says he abides in him ought himself also walk just as he walked. The real success is in becoming and abiding in him and conforming and transforming and to who he is. That is the kingdom thought of success. Because if I still have that in my character is still nasty. How in the world is the Christ like nature is going to be revealed through man? I'm, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here. I don't know. I don't know if this is helping anybody. Oh, here, here, here. If you are going to thrive, every message you hear this year will be centered around this thought of thriving. No matter what message series, because you got to understand what true thriving looks like. What if it means that the people and the place is filled, but the people are not becoming? You know what I see a lot of times? I just came back on social media recently just to post the fiance and all that stuff, right? 
But here's what I noticed about all this, right? Not to come for anybody, right? But we put on our Instagram, so, so many souls got saved. That's a great thing, right? We put on our, it's, I, I don't understand this, the worship sets and all this. I, I don't understand this. But we put all of that on the screen. We put that all on social media and stuff like that. What does it matter? Because you can have a number of salvations. What really counts in that whole number is conversions. Amen. Because everybody who says they're giving their life to Christ don't mean that they've actually done it. It could have been in just an emotional time in the place. Yeah, I did this. But that's something that's really not in their heart. How do you know they've been converted? Where's the fruit of that conversion? Where is the fruit of the conversion of the people that are in your pews? What is the evidence of that? Because numbers does not pr prove your success. What proves the success of a church is in and the health of the church is in how they are. Oh, my God, is in how the oh, my God, the people of the church are really walking in the Christ like nature. And that is not something that you can evaluate. On the numbers, that's something that you evaluate based upon your eye. Because guess what? The old folk used to say this. I didn't understand until now. If you're saved, you ought to show some signs. Yeah. Oh, we had so many people. And I'm not saying this because I'm not trying to be funny. But really, I thought about it. I really came and thought about it. Brandon, what does it mean if TCF is full and nobody's really walking in the Christ-like nature of Christ? What does that even mean for you all? What does it mean that if people come here and they're really not being mobilized? Let me tell you something. Everybody are jumping on every... Let me, my pastor preached this when she was here. She told us, do not become a church who's the flavor of the week. All of these trendy churches, well, guess what? They'll be just like the trend. They're in one moment and then they're out the next. Because the reality is, is that they tried to keep up with trends and not keep up with making sure that the people, not through your little growth track, not through any of that, you got to make sure that they understand that the full expression of the Holy Spirit is being drawn out of them. And so the challenge is, is bringing people into a place of being, not having. And the only way you come into a place of being is if you abide in Christ. Stand to your feet. I'm finished. Lord Jesus, lift your hands. Say, Lord Jesus, touch my heart. Please allow me to remain in you. And any time I feel rebellious, please draw me back in. In the name of Jesus, I am your son, I'm your daughter, and I will never leave your side. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together. If you're not saved, I'll...